Welcome to the podcast of the Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jim Cole, and I'm proud to be the 96th president of Las Vegas Rotary. Las Vegas Rotary's main focus is on youth, specifically youth literacy and life skill development. If you're in town, we invite you to join us at the Lowry's Prime Rib at noon on Thursdays. You can also find more information about our meetings on lasvegasrotary.com. If you're unable to join us, we live stream our meetings on Facebook at noon Pacific time Thursdays. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Well, Katie and I are going to be co-presenting today, and so I'm going to go ahead and introduce Katie, and I'm going to get us started, and then hand the mic over to her. Yep. So, uh, you know, I, I, so I met Katie actually a year ago, just about to the day, uh, and uh, Kirk Holmes had introduced us. When I launched Socrates and we were looking for pilot schools, Kirk's immediate reaction is, you have to meet Katie Decker. And I remember going with Kirk to, uh, to see her schools, and we got a, a tour of all three that day. And seeing the schools and seeing the experience at each of those schools and thinking, why can't every school be like this? And as I got to know Katie better uh, and understand the drive and the passion that she puts into what she does, uh, I realized that every school can't be like that because there's only one Katie Decker. And, and as probably most of you are aware, um, after 30 years of service to the Clark County School District, Katie is going to be retiring um, in about a month. How many days left? <laughs> and, and I think that, you know, after 30 years that most people would probably think about what they can do to take a break, to uh, get some time on the beach. Uh, but anybody who thinks that Katie would do that doesn't know Katie Decker. And so she is going to immediately launch into another project that uh, we're going to be talking about today. Uh, and that I am more than, uh, more than proud and excited to work with her. So before we get started, I think I'd just like to have a round of applause for the incredible career Katie made. That's what I'm checking here. So that was only slightly a stall tactic. There we go. Okay. So the project I want to talk to you about was, was CitySim, and, uh, and I mentioned uh, uh, Katie previously. I did want to provide a quick update on Socrates. I spoke to everybody here about Socrates about a year ago. Just a couple of key updates just to share with everybody that we're now, uh, that we're now at about 14,000 users. We're in about 35 schools. We actually launched in Mexico yesterday. Uh, at uh, schools in Baja, California, and uh, we are going to be expanding out further. And last night, uh, we got word that we have received an award for a world-changing idea in education uh, that we'll be accepting in a couple of weeks. So, and, and Katie has been a big part of helping us to, uh, to use that, to bring that product to the market as well. So with, with CitySim and what we're doing with that, you know, look at part of the challenge in in education today is not just math and reading and what we traditionally think of in education, but rather what we do to prepare kids to be an effective adults. And when you look at some of the statistics and the crisis that we're in from a financial education standpoint in this country, it's very alarming. And you look at that first statistic that 44% of Americans, 44% don't have $400 to cover an emergency 
in their bank account. And you look at that, that blue one, the bigger, bigger box, the 34%, that's Americans who have no money in savings at all. And that leads to the increase and rise in payday loans. And I actually had an opportunity uh, to work with Cash America, the largest supplier of payday loans in the country, in my consulting career about 10 years ago. And the more I learned about how that industry operates, uh, really the more depressing it became in terms of how big of a challenge this is for our country and, and the companies that are out there taking advantage of that. Debt, when you look at where we stand in terms of that, 43% of student loan borrowers are not making their payments. College prices are going up. And, uh, and students don't have the money to pay those loans back. And the percentage of credit card debt continues to increase as the rates on that credit card debt increases as well. When you look at retirement savings, again, more alarming numbers. One in three Americans have $0 saved for retirement. And when you look at the 42% of Americans are going to retire broke, and broke is defined as having $10,000 or less for retirement, uh, for your retirement life. So all those people are going to be on Social Security and trying to get by on that when that's continuing to decrease all the time. And there's always going to be pressure to raise the retirement age as well as to decrease the benefits that we receive. And what's particularly alarming is that as we look at millennials, the people that are going out and, be, and starting their careers, they are in really bad shape right from the beginning. And the percentage of their income that goes to paying off debt, if you look at that last chart, 57% of their income is to pay off debt, of which student loans is a huge portion of it, but credit cards as well, because the first thing they get when they go to college is their applications for credit cards. And when you look at some of these other numbers, one in three uh, millennials live with their parents. Uh, and uh, that trend is continuing to increase, and certainly as a parent myself, uh, I'd like to know I get a break at some point, uh, and we want our kids to be financially independent, but they are not financially independent until they're in their early to mid-30s, the way it is today. And why, so as a result, why invest in financial education? 76% 76 of millennials lack a basic financial education. When you think about it, even when you, from your own experience, did you learn about how a mortgage works from your teacher, or did you learn about it from the guy who sold you your first mortgage? And that's a continual problem that we are learning through experience, and often that means we learn through mistakes. And this last, last thing, the statistic here I think is particularly important, that financial education programs benefit 100% of students. Every child benefits from a financial education, yet we don't require it. Only five states require financial education in school. We do require you to take algebra, and only 19% of people ever use algebra in their careers. So why is it that we have all this focus on learning something you don't need and no focus on something that absolutely everybody needs in order to be successful in life? And so that's what we want to change, and that's what Katie's going to be sharing with you today. Okay, so enter the concept of City Sim. I know you've heard me talk many, many times about traveling out of state to take all of my students for a BizTown experience or junior achievement. And I have to travel out of state because we have nothing here. And so after um, seven years of trying to get one built, I just decided it might be a little quicker if I just go ahead and do it. So um, <laughs> that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> And I got this great club that will totally help us, so I'm really excited about that. And when I mentioned it to Brian, he was really, really uh, engaged, and he actually went to BizTown with my fifth graders this year so he could 
fully learn about the experience and brainstorm with some of my teachers, they too would like to stop sleeping on the floor of a museum. And so we really want um, to have this experience not just here so that my three schools have a more convenient way of getting this financial education, but I, I can imagine it's going to spread to the entire valley. And that is a greater global impact on education that I could make versus running three little schools. So I'm really excited about this opportunity. And I've been doing a lot of homework and going to other models across the country. So I went to one in Kansas City, and it was the School of Economics. That is the bare bones homemade lemonade stand, like literally made out of like carnival booths version of a biz town. Um, and so that, that was not the one I liked the most. And then Kidzania, I got some information about that, but you need $20 million to franchise, and I think they're a little bit too expensive. It's cool, yes, I like it, but not so much. And then Young Americans, and then of course the regular biz town. So basically, I'm always looking at improving things and trying to come up with a way to make it streamlined and more efficient, especially with time, because we know in the classrooms we don't have a ton of it. So the BizTown lessons right now could be improved upon. So using a digital platform and making sure that the teachers have it and making sure that it's relevant and it's tied to the Common Core curriculum. So it's not an additional thing that the teachers do, but a replacement for what they're currently doing. A better way of teaching those concepts and skills, both through mathematics, language arts, and even through social studies. So what is CitySim? It's a mini city basically just built out and it can be as fancy or as um, homemade as necessary but it'll be a little mini city and there's if you google um, financial education city and look at images there's just tons of versions out there but basically it's a big space and then the kids ahead of time and this is important to me they interview and our schools do it it's not required by the other program but it's important they have to interview for their job they have to understand their jobs. We want to make sure that they are getting like an employee orientation video they watch prior to arriving at the town. And then they do their job for the day. We want to make it a real city, a hometown, that they understand they can join Rotary for the day and choose philanthropy. We can have a Rotary wall with the current projects the club's working on. They can choose where their dollars go. We want them to understand philanthropy, our community, making it a better place. Voting, voting for the mayor of the city and making sure they're participating in that and having them truly understand there's a difference between responsibility and pay that you receive. So the CEO is going to make a little bit more, but they might have to do a little bit more complex of a job. And then we also have some other great ideas to integrate in and we're open for new ideas too. So a day at City Sim is basically a culminating experiential learning opportunity for the kids. So they will do some learning back in class, and then they will come and have the experience at the day when they get there. So they hit the ground running, and they run the town. So we really wanted to look at a variety of businesses to expose the children to career opportunities. One of the most challenging things for my students in my at-risk schools, they only know about the careers that their parents do. So when we do career days and things like that, those are critical to expose them to opportunities because I've had students write, when I grow up, I want to be a uh, cockfighter. That's awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's talk about some other choices. <laughs> or you get futbolista. I want to be, be a soccer player. Okay, that's your plan A, but what's your plan B? 
Um, so really exposing them to just a variety of different careers and how much fun it is. And I can tell you when I take the students to the town, the things they say, like they'll see the bank and they'll be like, oh, I want to work there now, Ms. Decker. Okay, but you have to earn that and someone has to choose to hire you. So you need to practice today and let's see how you do and let's talk about what path you need to take to earn that job. And so kind of flipping the switch, we've gone a lot into education where kids think they deserve things or are entitled to things or get things, but we really have to teach them, you get what you work for, you get what you earn. It's not just a, a given. So we looked at like car dealerships or um, we talked to somebody from Massage Envy, which could be a super fun one to add into like a health career. Um, just different career choices so the kids can get a balanced variety of options of things that they could work towards in the future. We wanted to add in the real life because that's the one thing when we teach our piggy bank lessons, I always tell the kids, if you spend your money, what happens if you get a flat tire? Can you afford to fix it? How are you going to pay for that? And so having um, things happen to the business, which is real life, like your computer didn't work that day. So what are you going to do? How are you going to problem solve it? Can you fit, write stuff down on a paper? Like, what do you do? So really giving them some challenges throughout the day that they understand that life happens and how you problem solve and figure out a solution is how you survive. We also wanted to tie in a stock market concept so they could understand that earnings and how they relate to what their business is doing so they could instantly see what their business is performing the best, which business is struggling, and then um, also work on that cross-marketing and helping each other. That's a big part of it. Realistic salaries and budgeting. So we want to make sure that they really do know those jobs. We want to work with the companies that partner with us, and we really want those company employers to do the orientation videos to let the kids learn about the mission vision of that business to let them learn about what the actual roles are of that business so that they get excited to be that employee and they're going to be working for you know Meineke or whatever I can, I'm not good on the fly on a business name anybody want to insert there's no I'll get you in trouble <laughs> all ages um, we also want to expand. So BizDown, like right now, is just fifth grade. We want to expand opportunities, and we also want to work with the hot, um, hotel industry and the conventions to use it as a team-building opportunity because we have a lot of adults in our community that could benefit from an experience like this. Um, and we also would like to offer it to some of our parents, our families, um, to help them understand the different responsibilities within jobs and how the community runs and works. So we thought... We could do some things on the site on weekends and evenings and even open up the town um, for summer camp type experiences and other opportunities. So it won't sit empty. Kids who play more learn more, and that's a fact. We know that even just from watching kids play on Socrates or playing games, but they're actually learning. Um, the more we can put in experiential learning and hands-on and they're engaged, then they're actually paying attention. And that's how we hook them and that's how we get them to learn. So how can you help? We need a lot of help because obviously it's a concept right now. It's going to happen. Um, but we are looking for uh, locations right now. We're going to check out a location actually tomorrow at Nellis um, that we're working with um, Starbase. Our students also go to the Air Force Base for a Starbase experience. And um, Miles might have a little space for us out there as well. And so we're checking that out. And we're working with some, someone else with a tiny location that's been offered, but it's 
up in Southern Highlands, and we really would love to be centrally located in the city or near, near to the at-risk schools. So that would be ideal. We need recommendations from sponsors. We're gonna start getting our website up, and then we'll start GoFundMes, and we'll start building up a sponsorship package. And we need help with, um, you can sponsor a booth, or decorate a booth, or have your company, or whatever. And that's spread the word. Let people know what we're building, because I know that the one, every city I go to, they're building more than one. So the, even the little Kansas City one, one of the local banks is sponsoring a brand new build of another town because they're booked up. She said she opens the dates and in a week they're full for the year. And so I imagine ours, with given the size of our district, we'll probably have the need for more than one town. But we'll start off with one, but we'll probably need two. Phoenix has two and San Diego's building a second. Utah's building a second. We have zero. We need one. Okay. So we'll, we're going to be sharing more about, uh, about the program. We'll have a website up shortly, and we're going to be looking for help to identify sponsors and, and opportunities. If any ideas, suggestions that any of you have, please let us know. This is something that I that, uh, very, very much want to help to make a reality, um, and I've dedicated uh, part of my company's team to help to build this experience. Uh, and I think that it'd be something that can benefit not just the, the kids, uh, but also the adults uh, as well, and help to, that as those kids get older, that they have the benefits of all those experiences, they become more productive adults, and more of them can participate in groups like this in the future. Oh, right here. So Katie, uh, you're, are you looking for a facility where you build the town and leave it and the kids come every week? Yes. Okay. Yes. And the, the primary emphasis is doing business, but a focus on the finances, balancing a checkbook, allocation yes. of funds, a budget, et cetera. Yes. Those will be part of the lessons they learn okay. in class through the curriculum. But on the day when they go to work, they'll actually be earning their paycheck, depositing in their account. They'll have to deposit a portion into They can allocate some to savings. They can, you know, we're going to bump up the salaries so that they're more realistic for the job that they're doing. Um, so that they can get a sense of, of earning economy. And yes, they'll be learning all of those concepts to tie with it. Katie, um, is the school district not participating in your programs? Wouldn't they want to be involved to, in education to help out with uh, helping the kids get out of school? You're so cute. And what they do afterwards? <laughs> um, Really, I'm going to tell you something. The school district is so darn underfunded, it's, it's really sad. And the only way that you can provide something like this to the school district is through a nonprofit. Um, they are, there are a couple towns who tried for-profits. I disagree with that philosophy. That's Rotary. Sorry, can't do it. Um, but uh, the, through a nonprofit, you can provide that opportunity for the schools. Starbase Nellis is another experiential learning um, that we participate in. And it only affects a few schools, you know. And so I want to build something that potentially all fifth graders could participate in and then expand it even to other opportunities for older ch children. Maybe they come to our district after fifth grade or maybe they don't know um, in high school or other ages. So, yeah, they don't have the funding. But would, will they probably support once it's built in terms of, you know, encouraging people to go? I, I don't see why they wouldn't. 
Katie, when you talk about sponsors, uh, what kind of range are you looking for? Uh, I know there's no top range that would be unlimited, but at the bottom range, what kind of sponsors are you talking about in dollars and you cents? Can give me as well. I'll take a minimum deposit's a penny. That's what it is for the piggy bank. But <laughs> Brian's, I mean, really, any any support and help you can. I know that for the businesses, it ranges between five to twenty-five thousand dollars a year to sponsor a business, and it would be your company, and then that's what the kids would learn, and we'd work with you on the jobs and things. Um, but then we'll have some other sponsorship opportunities. We wanted to do a brick wall over by where Rotary is, and I wanted to put frames up with the different projects that Rotary's working on so that kids could pick a project to help support and learn more about that. Um, we really have a lot of ideas, and so we're just going to start off. But we were thinking bricks would be like, I don't know, what did you think? A couple hundred bucks, yeah. So, I mean, really, honestly, however you want to help, we will take it. I'm not good at asking for money, so I'm just good at telling you what I want. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hi, Katie. Um, I'm just not clear how you would choose these children. Are they go by school or do by they? By school. By school. It has so, to be the whole grade level. Okay. So is this presented to each school? Well, once it's built, if I build it, they will come. Okay. <laughs> like the movie. <laughs> yeah, they will come. Uh, this, this is really exciting. Uh, I wanted to ask a question about whether you're aware of uh, some old, I guess, a game or system that was called SimCity. Yes. Uh, and uh, it, what you that sparked... You don't think I, I played on that? Yes. <laughs> My son did. <laughs> but uh, what, what that brought to mind was uh, th this is very ambitious, and it's certainly the, the, the goal. But I, I wonder if a stepping stone along the way is to try and uh, implement this in cyberspace. Uh, I've been to a lot of classrooms where they have Google Chromebooks and Google yeah. Classroom, and it looks like it's something, if it's not a module on there already, yeah. could be added. Uh, I don't see it as a replacement for this. There's nothing quite like actually being in the experience, but uh, you know, it might be a way to kind of get there. So, so Junior Achievement already does have a virtual version of some of these experiences, but what we find with elementary age children that being in the space, it's kind of like when you go to Disneyland as a child, it's super cool, but if you've never been there and you go as an adult, you think it's a nightmare. It's kind of that enchantment, that charming thing where you get hooked, you get into that space, you believe it, you feel like you're really running the city, you're an adult for the day. And I know like at the end of the day, the kids are like exhausted and we're like, okay, so how much did you actually work today? And let's talk about how many hours your parents work in a given day because they'll maybe have four hours that they solidly work because they're consumers for other parts of the day. And they're like, oh, yeah, so you tell your parents good job tonight. Uh, two questions, Katie. <clears throat> How much square footage, what size facility are you looking for? And is CitySim something that you've created or yep. is it an organization that's already established somewhere? We're making it up. No, we're building it. Um, I'm going to be using some of my staff that have already participated in other similar curriculums and we're going to design it to be more modernized and really meet the needs of the teacher in the classroom. That's important. And then make sure that we've added some enhancements that make it more engaging for the kids. And so uh, obviously when you open something the first year brand new, we'll be, it will be piloting it. My schools have already agreed to be guinea pigs. And, um, we will make tweaks and changes as needed. But it's not a difficult concept. Like I said, there are multiple versions throughout the country to look at as examples. But we really want to build this for Las Vegas. We want to make it our hometown, our city. The square oh, footage. we want we, minimum, what was our first one? 
like 15,000 and then they're offering me, I think, I think Nels has a 25,000 square foot. But like if we start with 15,000, that would be great. Um, but I, I know we're gonna need two. So Phoenix, the way they did it, they built two towns side by side and so that they could have two schools on one day. And that's a good thing because we have so many elementary schools and there's a window of time that we have to get them in there. And you have to allow for them to have some time to teach it at the beginning because they can't just roll in the first week of school. So you gotta give them teaching time and that's where you could use some other experiences prior to the kids coming and rolling in. So it's a scheduling. Katie, uh, since most of us are out in the community a lot, uh, we can certainly kind of look around for sponsors and so yes. forth. But when you say sponsor a booth, do, do they get to put their business name on the booth? Yes. So, so the, the booth will be built. There, there's two options. They can either build it themselves within the space that we give them, or they can have us um, help build it out. But they can use their, their business name. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, that's highly yeah. encouraged. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Over here, sorry. Karen. Katie, in the past, you've taken children to uh, BizTown in Arizona and in California. Yep. Do you know how many other schools in town take their children? Zero. To no other schools? No. Okay, and what is the cost that has cost $250 a child? So that would be better to get them to Phoenix. In our own but city. here it'll be 20 bucks. <laughs> 20,000. Thank you. <laughs> here it'll be super cheap. Katie, are we talking about just elementary age students or are we talking about getting the like the high school age students I want to start with elementary I know that junior achievement already has finance park and I don't need to compete with them so if they're meeting the need through that but it doesn't say that I'm not going to create some other experiences for older students as we get going but the first target is going to be that fifth grade group you have to build up you have to start at the base you have to teach the fifth graders first then you can add more complex concepts as they get older but you have to address elementary before they already know everything. You've got to get them. <laughs> so, Katie, I have one. I'm, I'm just going to make a comment. I'm not going to ask you a question. Okay. Since you've had such great success with CCSD, you've proven yourself. You have a great partner, Mr. Rosenberg. I'm glad I was able to connect you guys. <laughs> but, but, I'm going to say, I'll buy the first brick. Aww. That's awesome. So related to sponsors, are you potentially going to have two or more sponsors in a category so they have a little competition in free market? Absolutely. So, so some business towns do have two banks. Absolutely. You, sometimes that's helpful because the kids have to go and deposit. So they've had credit unions and regular banks. And because, to, because they all have to deposit once they're a consumer, you kind of want to reduce the line. So it's good to have two. Yes. So the vision down the road is to operate five days a week yes. with two schools, yes. even at the same larger site? Yes. Simultaneously? Yes. Okay. That would be ideal. Yeah, because you can separate the two schools. And then if the school is smaller, you can also include homeschool kiddos to join in with that school on that day to make sure that you have enough students to run the town. You have a minimum number of students that are required. Otherwise, you have to close down some businesses, and it kind of throws off the balance. So you invite other people in. I guess, any other questions? Lamar? 
So, Katie, are you starting a brand new nonprofit organization with yep. the board of directors and all that kind of stuff? Yep. I, brand I, new. As a person who's been 30 years in the nonprofit business, getting started up is hard, and then getting sustained, the sustainability He's the is the question guy. about uh, how that's going to continue year after year. Yes. And, and I, I know in watching other models that they've had no difficulty whatsoever in maintaining it. Once you have the doors open and everybody coming, it will, it will sustain. This model, I mean, they've had the model in Kansas City for over 20 years. And I know that San Diego's had their model for quite a long time as well. So this particular model, I feel confident, is going to not have that trouble. Thank you so much for coming. Um, and as you know from uh, being here, it, many, many times we have an award that we want to give to you. It is a Share What You Can Award, and we're going to feed a uh, needy veteran in your name. Thanks so much. And and uh, I know we have a lot more questions, so if you want to, uh, they're, they're going to stick around, come on up and ask them. Uh, this is it's always a good sign when you get a lot of questions and people are super interested, so thank you so much for coming. Murray, could you stand up just for a second, please? Folks, Murray's been here for weeks and uh, actually months, and I'd just like to say goodbye. Good luck, good travels, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next year. So please, a round of applause for our resident. As we uh, leave here today, let's go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all persons. Love, its, love, and serve, love and serve each other, rejoicing in the fellowship of Rotary. Be people of action. Be the inspiration. Meeting adjourned. We hope you enjoyed this podcast of our latest meeting. If you'd like to know more about our projects or are interested in membership in the club, please visit us at lasvegasrotary.com. Now go forth and be the inspiration.